Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 131. It's now been three years, two months, and two days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And you longtime listeners may have noticed, I didn't say the sequel. That's right, this is the first, and hopefully not the last, reboot episode of Compulsive Overeating Diary. So after we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, and I share what I'm letting go of today, I'll read to you a very short blog entry I posted a day or so ago on the website and on Facebook, outlining my reasons for considering the COD reboot and a few BC comments I've already gotten on the matter. Then. We'll wrap up today with ponderings on what I've learned lately through my pursuit of voice acting with a shout out to some very special people. And here's a tease. Who knew that voice acting can be just like dieting? So stay tuned while we listen to Josh and then I'll let you know what I'm going to let go of today. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history. Never really grows. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never really blows. I'm letting go. Oh, Josh, 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 how I love to sit here on the next to top Zen space sitting on my shady, shady bench, looking at the deep blue sky and feeling grateful for my life. That's right, I feel grateful for my life. And I feel grateful for the chance to breathe this fresh air and for my legs who hauled me up this hill. (laughs) How about that? I'm actually grateful for these legs, my poor, poor legs who've had to put up with me disliking them and hating them and thinking that they were wrong for how they were shaped and how much weight they carried and having these saddlebags that weren't toting water. (laughs) You know what? My legs have done me well. They take me up this mountain so I can speak to you, the BCs, and nothing could make me happier. Though surprisingly enough, What I'm letting go of today is not non-gratitude, though that is something that is great to let go of. In other words, to cultivate a sense of gratitude. But what I am letting go of is the power of negative thinking. That's right, the power of negative thinking. Hmm, Lori, doesn't that sound an awful lot like the power of positive thinking? Aren't we supposed to like think positive thoughts and be powerful and turn everything into a positive action so that we can accomplish our goals and have a happy life? Well, that's what I always thought. You know, I was down on myself because it's hard for me to be positive all the time because frankly, crappy things happen. Or frankly, I think crappy things about myself, my efforts or the outcomes of things that I try. Right? I know that you can relate to this species. I know because you told me so. Let's say that you're trying to accomplish the smallest thing. Maybe you think, okay, I'm going to clean my kitchen sink today. Now, this isn't a lie. I do from time to time, despite my mortifying dusty house of horrors, I do try to clean my sink. But let's say I'm going to clean my sink today. 
all right, some of the things I might tell myself while I'm trying to clean my sink is, uh, oh, you are such a pig. Other people keep their house much cleaner than you do, and it's mortifying how filthy you are. Or I might say, oh, I'm scrubbing and scrubbing, but I just can't get this last coffee stain out. Why did you drink coffee every single day and put it down the sink? And why didn't you clean it up every single day? Or uh, why bother? You know that you're just going to leave that sink to get dirty again. So why even bother to clean it? Now, I have thoughts like this about everything. From keeping my house clean to the things that I eat, how I'm doing with intuitive eating, how I'm doing with voice acting, how I'm doing driving my car, how I'm doing remembering appointments I'm supposed to go to, anything and everything, my inside critic has this strong opinion. Now, I used to kind of cover up that critic or react to it by, you know, visiting with the robot aliens. Say, come on down, robot aliens, let's head for the chips or the bread or, you know, the cookies, whatever I might scrounge up. Let me do that. And then I could just turn my attention away from my negative thoughts onto that eating episode. And we've covered many of this in the episodes coming up to this one. But the thing that I noticed is you can't turn off your negative thoughts. It's just impossible. Negative thoughts just happen. Things happen. And what you can do though, is to stop the power of them. So let's go back to my sink. So I'm telling myself, why bother? Why should you even clean your sink at all? Because you know darn well, you're just gonna let that sink get dirty. Well, what normally would happen to me is that I would feel shameful. <laughs> I would feel ashamed of myself and say, oh, that's right. Why should I try? Because everyone knows I'm not a great housekeeper. And it's mortifying that my sink looks like this. And I'm just a terrible person. And if I were a better person, then I would definitely keep my sink clean. And, you know, I think I'll just go watch Survivor reruns on the sofa because that would feel so much better than sitting here being faced with the awful truth that I'm not a great housekeeper. <laughs> go ahead, laugh. That's the kind of stuff that I tell myself. But if I hear myself say that type of thing, instead of agreeing with it or fighting it or saying, oh yeah, I've been doing a lot better or any of that stuff. I don't need to prove to myself that I'm a great person. I'm a great person whether my sink is dirty or not. And it doesn't matter where, whether I've actually been doing my best to keep that sink clean or whether I'm letting it go all to heck. It really doesn't matter because that thought has no power over me. Suppose I hear that thought, instead I just laugh and go, you know what, <laughs> yeah, there's that thought again. And I go right back to scrubbing my sink. Now the chances are it may or may not get clean. I may or may not spill the coffee in it tomorrow and not clean it up promptly. I may decide I'd rather watch Survivor reruns on the sofa rather than clean my house. I'll let you know that that is a very likely event <laughs> for me. <laughs> Because almost anything in the world sounds better to me than cleaning my house. But it isn't the negativity that stops me from doing the things I want to do or would find meaningful or would help me live the life I'd like to live today. It isn't that. It's the fact that I have been prone to give those negative thoughts more power 
then I give the positive thoughts. So let's say that I'm cleaning this sink and I have this thought, wow, Lori, I'm, this is great. Look at how you are shining up that sink and that sink looks beautiful now. I'm so proud of this sink, it really looks cool. And anyone who came over and looked into this sink, I would be happy about it. And the, every time you go look into that sink, you should be proud of it. That's really cool that you took the time and effort to do that. Well, if I thought that and let it sink in, I would actually probably laugh and go, ah, oh, whatever. Everyone should be keeping their sink clean. This is no big deal. I'm just doing what I ought to have been doing. See that? If the positive thought comes in, I don't take the power from that and let myself feel good and say, that's right. That's a positive attribute of what I'm doing. This is a cool thing that I'm doing. I'm helping to make my life better. And this is cool. I appreciate that about myself. I don't do that. If I pondered on the good thought, then I would be giving power to that. And more good thoughts would come because what you reinforce is what you get more of. Right? So if I would reinforce the positive thought to myself, give that power, I would have more positive power in my life. Instead, I've been giving the power to the negative thought. I'm like scared I might have a negative thought. I'm scared I might have some negativity from other feedback. I'm just scared about hearing something negative because what I do is I build up any negativity to such a degree, I agree with it, I reinforce it, so what do I get is more negativity, and if you're going to be negative anyway, and things are gonna to go to crap anyway, and it's not gonna work out anyway, and nothing's good anyway, then why should you bother to do any darn thing? Why should you bother? Well, I'll tell you, BCs, we all should bother because it's easy, really, to practice giving yourself power in the positive and letting go of power from the negative. Here you go, right now on top of this mountain. I'm annoyed because there's a fly that's buzzing around me and I wish I did not have to hear this fly buzzing around me right now. Now I'm on top of a mountain. So you're gonna hear all kinds of things from other hikers coming up the hill. I hear some of those now or drones. I hear those a lot more than I used to or birds or flies. But in the moment of that irritation and that feeling of negativity, oh, those effing whatevers, you know, interrupting what I'm trying to accomplish, in the moment you're living in, find anything at all. And it's nothing having to do with you necessarily. Just find anything at all that can make you happy. For example, I'm annoyed by my noise interruptions of flies, but I look down at my hiking boots and they have little purple laces on them. And I happen to be very fond of the color purple. So I'm going to just stare at those laces and think how nice that I have these, these uh, purple laces. And I'm just going to let myself be happy and ponder on that until these noise annoyances just fade into the distance. I'm not going to give the annoyance the power. So brave companions, that's what I'm going to let go of today. Well, 
the flies are still here, but I'm still enjoying my laces. And as promised, I'm going to read to you the very short blog entry that I posted on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com and on Facebook a few days ago. It says, Hey BCs, let me know what you think. Want to start up our conversation again? If so, please comment below or call the Bravery Hotline. I think I have some new thoughts and things to let go of on my eating slash body slash bravery journey lately, but I hate, in all caps, just talking to myself, thinking about new weekly episodes, 30 minutes or less. Want to hear more? Want to add your thoughts too? Or are you just into listening? One reason I ask is I want to get hiking back in my week. Also, I'm in a new stage of my intuitive eating. Slowly, weight is moving down. Also, grief hits me from time to time over the loss of my mom, among other changes at this stage of my life. And I would so appreciate support and input. New challenges to ponder. Anyway, before I put COD back into my schedule, I wanted your input. And if I don't hear much, then I guess that's my answer. XOXOXO. Well, almost immediately, I heard from Sue from the UK. She says, Yes, please, I miss hearing your lovely voice and pearls of wisdom. I miss this community. Well, Sue, I really miss this community too. And that's one reason I'm really hoping that the BCs will enjoy to have our conversation come back. And BC Petra writes, Hi, Lori. Of course, I would love to hear more from you. You were a big part of my own journey. I'm very sorry for your loss. XOXOXO. Thanks, Petra. It makes me feel so much better when people say things like that you were sorry for my loss because I've discovered that no matter how big a trouble is, it is so much easier to feel not alone. And I think part of what I've been doing as I've been away from Compulsive Overeating Diary, the regular show, is I've been feeling more isolated and more alone because you don't normally meet people in your day-to-day life and just, you know, start spilling your guts all the time. (laughs) So I have really, really missed being able to come up the mountain and just talk to you guys from my heart because you know me and you forgive me and I don't have to feel silly about the things that I say. So I really, truly, truly appreciate that. Donnie, of course, says, OMG, need you really ask? Yes. And of course, I asked Donnie for some more foolish fun. (laughs) And new BC Rabbit, oh, I love that name, by the way, posts, would love to hear more. I just found your podcast about a month or so ago and have finally caught up. Love, love, love this podcast and will attempt to comment. Well, Rabbit, I really do, do love that name. I so appreciate every single person who takes the time to post a comment on the blog not only to support me, but to support the other BCs who share their stories or who call the Bravery Hotline and and let me put their story on air. Because I know in our busy, busy times and our schedules and that lots of you are listening to the show while you're driving or walking or away from an easy way to post a comment. So I know it takes that extra effort for you to actually go find a way to post. And Maybe one easier way is if you go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com, you can sign up 
to be notified every time there's a new episode or a new blog post. And as part of that email notification, there's a place right there in your email that it says comment so that you can comment right then and there. Or if you were busy walking or listening to the show on, on, in your car or something and you think, oh, I want to say something, when you got home, you could find that email and click a comment really, really easily. But I'm telling you, I've heard from so many people that when you comment on their story, it is like a revelation of support for them. And I know it's for a fact, it's made such a difference to me when you guys have participated in the show. And I thank you, and I really hope that we can continue that. Also, I want to tell you a few posts that I got on Facebook from BC Charlene. She writes, I'm still catching up with the original podcast. Feel excited that will be more. BC Jackie says, yes, definitely. I miss hearing your voice. And Stephanie from Quebec, I'll suppose that she is in, though she admits that she wants to catch up on the bonus episodes. Hmm, Anami, perhaps some more secret topics will be heard in your lovely, lovely voice as well. Think about it. <laughs> well, big hugs to these and all of the other BCs who took the time to post and let me know they would enjoy hearing and participating in the show. So here's your chance to add your thoughts to our question. More compulsive overeating diary again? If you want some more weekly shows directly discussing food slash eating slash body issues and how I'm progressing with intuitive eating and share your own thoughts, comments, struggles, and successes, then please post your comments on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day 131 or on the original blog post or on Facebook or call the Bravery Hotline. Like voting, your comments count. All right, BCs, it's time to discover how the heck the pursuit of voice acting can be like dieting. Now, voice acting is my passion. Feel free to sub in any passion of yours, and let's see what happens. When dieting, I used to be obsessed with being perfect, and I was also ruled by the results. Can you relate? Whatever diet I was starting, whether I was counting calories or limiting carbs or eating only on Tuesdays or whatever it might be. But I would set for myself a set of eating rules and maybe activity rules. But there was definitely, I need to be doing these things. And if I do these things and eat these things and these amounts, then I was perfect. Like if I'm supposed to have 12 grapes and I had 13 grapes by mistake, that was not perfect. That was one extra grape. And I used to, as I said in my letting go segment, really beat myself up over having 13 grapes rather than 12, even though it was probably a good thing to be eating grapes, maybe instead of a candy bar. <laughs> but, you know, I would get very obsessed. I wanted to feel safe. And safety to me was to do everything absolutely perfectly. Because if I did everything absolutely perfectly, then the results, i.e. getting on the iron god, the scale, should follow. Right? If I ate 7,000 calories less, then I should be able to get on that scale and safely see two pounds down. Now, any of you who've ever gotten on a scale for any length of time knows that even if you are perfect in your eating plan, whatever that might be, factors will impact what happens on that scale. 
factors completely out of your control. Like maybe, you know, heat, humidity, retaining water, the way your body's processing things. Maybe you had a hard workout and so your body is like doing repair work right now. Maybe you didn't sleep so well. You know, all kinds of things within a couple of pounds can impact your weight. So I don't know about you, but I would be so angry if I did every single thing perfectly and I got what I considered a bad result. I didn't lose weight or I gained weight or I didn't lose enough weight. Well, voice acting is kind of the same thing, right? I go to all these classes and I practice and I study and I get feedback from trusted mentors. I put myself in the community. I listen to commercials. I mimic them to get some of the pacing. I do everything I can and I send auditions out, right? And I do everything that I can and I don't get the job. Or some of the places you send auditions, you can actually get ratings, you know, like you would on iTunes and you can get between um, like one to four stars. And I think, nailed it. And I send out that audition and I get duh, 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 one star. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. That is just like being perfect on your diet, getting on the scale and putting on five pounds. When you invest your time into voice acting training and you practice and you have good equipment and you're doing everything that you can and you do your best and you get one star. Well, you know, it is a lot like dieting because if you take small, small steps to improve your craft, improve your skill, to be professional in your interactions, to be a positive person that people would like to work with, to learn a little every day, to practice a little every day, you will over time improve. You will get better. And one of these days, your voice will be the one that someone says, that's who we want to represent our product, or that would be perfect for this character. So part of voice acting is in your control, what you learn and how you apply it and Doing it more often, whether it's in a workout group or practicing at home or doing auditions, that helps you to improve that skill. But a lot of it is out of your control. If they want a man for a voice instead of a woman, then there's nothing I can do about that. If they want someone to sound more like a millennial, well, baby, I'm not a millennial. I can try to sound that way, but there's plenty of millennials out there who can nail that better than I can. If you want sort of that snarky storyteller type. Well, baby, I got that for you. Also, I do a really mean troll queen. So you just never know. But I find myself falling into some of the same compulsive negative traps that I did when I was obsessed with dieting and using binging as a way to distract me. I will seek out new answers to what's the best way to read a certain kind of copy. I will find new ways or look for a new teacher. Does that sound familiar? How about let's get another diet book or listen to another diet podcast or find a new thing or have you all tried the latest trend to get this fat off and this muscle on? Okay, Lori, what's going on with you? It's all the same. 
I'm putting my joy into a result, part of which I can contribute to, but none of it can I guarantee. In the world of dieting and binging, as we've discussed before, plenty of people have success on one kind of eating plan or choice or another or exercise plan. A lot of people have success doing things that works for them. I did not. I was successful at losing lots of weight lots of times and putting on weight lots of times. But I found that I needed something more. And for me, what I needed was to address the underlying issues in my life that contributed to my overeating problems and my binging. Because as I said, my overeating really wasn't the problem. It was the symptom of the problem. And guess what? My voice acting pursuit and how I treat it can be a symptom of that same problem. And that problem is how do I deal with life? How do I identify for myself who I am? And how rock solid am I in my confidence in who I am as a person that I'm not going to be buffeted so much by these results or lack thereof? That's really challenging. That is challenging for me. I got to tell you, it's challenging. But as soon as I realize it, aha, I really kind of stared down the eye of dieting and using binging. I sort of get that. So now I'm just slowly starting to feel in my voice acting pursuits. Oh, I notice that I'm feeling this way. And this feels familiar. There's something else going on with me. Because really, does it make that big a difference whether or not I'm picked for the burger chain ad? (laughs) Really? I mean, yeah, I would love it. I would love that. But is it really going to change who I am as a person? Would you all love me more if I got picked to represent a burger joint or a Whole Foods market or a perfume? Would it make you love me more? No, you might say, good for you, that's cool. We know that that was your passionate dream to be a pro voice actor, and you did it. That would be cool, because I've worked really hard, and I've learned a lot, and I've taken a lot of bravery risks to do that. But I can be proud of myself right now today, sitting up here on top of the mountain, because I worked hard. I learned a lot and took a lot of bravery risks. And right now I'm actually smiling. I'm not even noticing those darn flies, even though I still like my purple laces. Because I realize that voice acting, dieting, anytime you're putting the hardness of critical perfectionism on yourself, there's something else going on, BCs. When you've got that perfectionist voice talking to you, there's something else going on. And if you want to explore it, please do post or call the Bravery Hotline because I think it would be fun for us to examine how this perfectionism and this critical voice is working on us in our life. And what are we as a community going to do about that? F you, critical voice. We're great just as we are. So 
Before I sign off for today, I wanted to give a shout out to a very special group of people. For the last several weeks, I've been in Richard Horvitz's springtime B class. So thank you so much, Richard, of course, but also Ginny, Rebecca, Mindy, Jen, Tim, Ellie, Ashley, Mike, Julie, Chris, and Tyler, our engineer. Big smooches for your support. And remember, little by little, day by day, living fully in every minute, we can create a life full of meaning rather than full of chips and anxiety about chips. Until next time, take care, BCs, because I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone and won't be holding.